Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Money Making Mothers, where I'm joined by Alex Legui, who is a motorsport presenter and many, many more things, but she's going to give us some more info on that. So, hi Alex, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, how are you? I'm great, but honestly, like after reading your, obviously all the things that you do and how many things you're juggling I need you to like break it down please for everyone listening (laughs) I just can't believe it uh right gosh um so yeah I guess first and foremost I'm a motorsports tv presenter and um I for the last seven years this will be my eighth season presenting a championship called the world touring car cup for Eurosport which takes me around the world. This year we've got eight, normally we have about 10 or 12 rounds, but because of uh, COVID, that's all changed quite a lot over the last two years. But this season will see me going to eight different countries. And that actually, (laughs) actually it started last week, but the first round was in Germany. And five days before I was due to fly out, Boris, or Germany stopped all the UK people going in. So actually I didn't end up doing the first race. Um, But the second round is in Portugal and that I leave next Wednesday for. And then um, uh, then I'm a yoga teacher, which has sort of been put on hold for the time being until I get back to fitness. Um, But I was a yoga teacher and I have, five dvds on the market um and i am studying to become a qualified therapeutic counselor which i started during my pregnancy last year um i've got another another year to go but um yeah i've sort of continued that and that's been amazing and i have two podcasts um one called mindset unfiltered which i have continued and another one called girl on girl which i have continued as well actually and i will try and i must try and get one of those done uh, over this weekend if i can um, wow like yeah. tell me you're done because i'm tired like i'm literally tired <laughs> i can't cope how would you do all that like that's insane I always have I've always been I mean from a child certainly at school people would teachers were always like you have to choose one thing you know and I never could I loved doing a little bit of this a little bit of that and trying to master everything you know um I didn't want to be a jack of all master of none so I would push and push and push to try and master all of them and the more people told me that I couldn't do it the more that got me like, well, do you know what? I will prove you wrong. And I had so many naysayers at school. I went to quite an academic school and they were like, you want to be a performer, an artist, a creative? What are you talking about? You know, what nonsense? And that was just like red rag to a bull. And I was lucky enough that I grew up, you know, in a family where my mum was really like, do you know what? If you really want to go for stuff, then go for it. Doesn't matter what people say. And yeah and I was like a sponge I suppose so I just I loved learning different things and I never wanted to choose one thing so I just kept everything going and it served me well you know I I guess I've I've focused on the presenting as my sort of main income if you like and the other bits are are paid hobbies I suppose 
I mean, the podcast isn't paid, but you know, it's it's a it's a hobby that all of it has an end game, all of it has a goal in mind, you know, and and gradually, if I can join, sync all the worlds together, and that's sort of the journey that I'm on at the moment is trying to merge everything together. Um, then I will. That's the ultimate goal, you know. So which one of them, like, do you do you enjoy the most? If you could, if you if if you had to pick which one is the one that you find the most enjoyment for you? Yeah, it depends on what mood I'm in. <laughs> it depends what day it is. Um, I absolutely love presenting. I really genuinely love it. I, I really look forward to the days that I'm working. I enjoy it all day. I, I promised myself 10 years ago, yeah, 10 years ago, I was a full-time teacher. So I promised myself in 2010, I left that career that I would never do anything that on a Sunday night, I went, oh, I don't wanna go to work tomorrow. Yeah. And I switched it. I, I left the job. I left, I was in a marriage at the time. I left that, I left my house. I did everything overnight and went, I have to make massive changes here because I'm not happy. And I don't ever want to be in a position where I'm unhappy again. And so-, so you, you, were, you were a teacher and you were married and you just were like, nah. It's not for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. My I mean, I was I was still a performer, but I put it. I sort of put it all on hold. I, I trained as an actress, and I was singing. And at that point, um, you know, I was just trying to be a performer, but it was bloody hard industry. Um, and ended up marrying someone, and sort of ended up going down a path that really I should never have let myself get. I would say almost dragged down, you know, because I was doing what was right for us and yeah. this world I was in that I didn't really mean to have fallen into. And so I got my teaching degree. I did that as a postgrad while I was teaching musical theatre at a college. And it was a bit like those who can or those who can't teach. It, it sort of was that a little bit because I wasn't doing it professionally and then um what changed was I started writing I just started writing poetry I think I was you know your atypical slightly depressed creative started writing creative poetry that then I turned into songs and um and I just by chance um met with a, a friend of mine who was a guitarist and I just said look I've got these songs that um I'd like to, turn, oh, yeah, I'd like to make into songs. Like, can you help me? Are you up for it? And so um, we worked together on a few of these bits, much to my husband's dismay, really. Like, he would really thought it was very odd that I was doing this strange phase I was going through, whatever it was. Um, but then I put them into BBC Introducing, which was a, a competition. In fact, I still think they probably do it, but at the time it was quite new and it was a big deal. And I won it. And so um, the, uh, when I, yeah, I mean, when I sat and listened to the stuff being played on the radio and them saying, you know, this artist is exciting and upcoming and blah, blah, blah. And I just sat there and thought, what am I doing? You know, this is, I've got to do something. And the BBC then asked me to do a, a performance of my music in I had six weeks. And I, they were like, you know, I assume you've got a band and you've got other music. And I was like, yeah. 
it. I had nothing. <laughs> and so I very quickly put together a band, wrote, I don't know how I did it, wrote a load of songs about being upset about being married, I think. And, um, and managed to perform at this BBC festival six weeks later. Oh and that was God. the start of this new world again, you know? And, and then I threw everything into that. And, and so I was just like, I can't just teach. This is not, you know, I loved teaching, you know, don't get me wrong, I've got nothing against that, but it just wasn't enough for me. Yeah. And I knew that my calling was to be back in the performing industry, whatever, however that looked, it needed to be back there. And that really then opened up that path again. So is that how you got like into, how did it go that you started presenting? So then around that time as well, I am. Um... Oh, look at her. People can <laughs> say, hello. Huh? Say, hi, this is Carla. Carla. Oh, this is hello. Oh, <laughs> Carla's just on the screens for everyone listening. Bless her. Yeah, hello. Huh? Multitasking at its finest. <laughs> um what was the question how did it go, how did it go from from the, oh, from that from the competition to to presenting yeah well around i mean it literally all happened in the space of about three months that 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 i and i put this down to i can go into this you know till the cows come home but i'm a massive I massively believe in the universe and what the universe has to give you. And I think that you have to be willing and open to doors opening, you know, be able to see them to be able to then go through them. And I had slightly done that with the music. And then I contacted my acting agent and um, I messaged him and just said, look, I, I think I want to go back into it all. You know, I don't, I'm not doing enough. And I, and this is, this has given me that taster again. And we had a meetup and um, he was like, okay, darling, you know, what we need you to do is just be the yes girl. You need to start saying yes to everything. Let's get you out there. We'll put you in some things. You might not get paid, but let's just get your, get, get you going again. And no sooner had I left that meeting, I remember it really clearly. It was in Covent Garden and I walked down the road and about two hours later, I had a phone call. And it was um, this woman called Liz Fuller, who was at that point Miss World, I think, or Miss Miss UK or something, something big, Miss England or something. And she um, she said, oh, um, you're a presenter, aren't you? And I had Kenny's voice in my head going, be the yes girl, be the yes girl. And I went, yeah. <laughs> she went, oh, I think. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And my brain's going, I'm sure I could blag this. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've done a day's presenting in my life, but whatever, I'm sure it's not that hard. And um, she went, Are you by any chance free this evening? Yeah. No way. <laughs> and, uh, and she went, Oh, thank God for that. She said, I've got the finals of Miss Great Britain and my presenters just pulled out. Would you, would you host it for me? Never. ITV, Latin TV, fashion TV, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. It's like, what have I got myself into now? She was like, brilliant. Okay. Can you get to Maya nightclub for five? We'll get you a dress fitting. We'll do this. And I, and I, 
rung my mum immediately afterwards and I was like, what have I done? I, I, I can't blag this, like, this is terrifying. Um, and she went, well, you know, that's, you know, you've obviously, you've said yes, so just, you'll be fine. Just go for it, just just be you and, and just give it a go. And, um, and I did, and I absolutely loved it. And I don't know, it's all a bit of a blur. I don't know how I got through it, but I absolutely loved it. And at the end of that night- it? Hey? Did you smash it? I, yeah, I did. I think because I had no expectations as well. But yeah, I, I think I did. Because I think I suddenly went, oh, this is what I'm meant to be doing. I felt so much more comfortable than I ever had done in all of my acting roles. You know, I felt so much more me. And I loved the people. And yeah, it was just a really nice, fun gig. And I met loads of people that night. And um, oh, I, honestly, I bullshitting my way through it you know people are like so how much work have you done I was like oh you know a little bit of this a little bit of that yes <laughs> oh doing it again. been presenting in front of children nine or five for the past yeah. three years <laughs> yeah, literally that um yeah and then that opened doors so actually I ended up then presenting the all the next heats for Miss Great Britain so I started doing that quite regularly and then met loads of people in London and started presenting some corporate things. And, and then I, and then I, oddly, when I was at theatre school years before, I was working for a track day company. Again, that was a total fluke because I just applied for a job in the local paper and the Maidenhead, Maidenhead advertiser looking for um, someone who could work in events. And I thought I can work in events. Um, and it turned out to be for a track day company. And my job, my job, my job was to sort of help coordinate the days, help the drivers get set up for the day, like tell them where stuff was, you know, it was an easy job, but it was great fun. And the owner of that track day company had always said to me you're very good with people you know and you're learning loads about the motorsport industry and there's not many women in motorsport at that point there really wasn't any at all you know and so and I'd always kept in contact with him and so when I started doing some presenting stuff he said to me god you know what you should be a, a motorsports presenter and at that point there was I think two female motorsport presenters that I could think of really like Susie Perry and um, Louise, oh, she was probably the biggest and uh, Jodie Kidd was doing quite a lot in motorsport at that point. And, and then there was a woman called Louise Goodman who presented a, a British touring car championship. And yeah. they were all my sort of idols then, if you like. And, um, and, and then this job came up on uh, an acting website that I was on looking for a host for a motorsport team. So I messaged Graham, this guy at the track day company, and I went, there's this job come up for, you know, a motorsports presenter, what do you think? Shall I give it a go? And he went, absolutely, just go for it. You know more about the motorsport industry than you realize, you know, just give it a go. And I went and it turned out it was for the McLaren Formula One team oh at, their, at their technology center. And, um, Again, honestly, if they heard this, they're going to be like, what, you yeah. little liar? liar. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and um, and I got it. Yeah, so I ended up, you know, auditioning, having quite a vigorous interview process, and I ended up getting the job. And then what then followed that was like six weeks of the most intense training I've ever done in my life, um, learning all about the Technology Centre, which is, I mean, anyone listening who's into motorsport will know that Ron Dennis, McLaren, you know, their reputation for their Technology Centre is insane. Um, and I had to basically do this three hour presenting thing where I tour sponsors and stuff like that around the technology center and teach people all about the carbon fiber process and all this motorsport stuff. And um, yeah, that, that massively opened doors. And then that was it. Before I knew it, I was a motorsports presenter. That was a really long winded answer no, to it. It's a very good answer to it. So, like, when do you book out? Like, when do you book? Come and you book. Your life sounds well, like literally, if The Secret could do a review of like what, what a life will be like if you read The Secret, they'd have your, your face next to it. <laughs> I, 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 I am going to write a book. I want to try and, because I want to try and align what I have learned over the years. Um, oh my God, you should, because it's like, you are right when you said earlier about you're hoping that eventually they will all like fork into one yeah. road. It's like, like more, more ways, isn't it, going into one, one lane. Yeah. And that's literally what you've done because your, your yoga and your, your positive and your positive mindset and the way you see the, the way the universe can deliver, that is all supported by your past and what's happened. Without that, that wouldn't have happened. And there's so yeah. many, like I, I always say about, you know, having a positive attitude and just believing in yourself. If you don't have that, you're not going to get anywhere. You may as well just go and sit, sit back and carry on with life as it is because if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else is going to believe in you. No, and people really are exhausted by negative people. You know, people thrive off energy from other people. And I think that if you can keep yourself topped up as much as possible and make sure that you're keeping yourself happy, then people want to be around you and they want to offer you things and they want to help you and, and all these sorts of things. I'm not saying it's easy and I've had some really dark times as well, but I but I'm aware if I'm slipping and I start to try and make adjustments before I go down the rabbit hole. And that really helps me. Oh yeah, I, I can totally relate with that. Like yeah, I've had a really, the last few weeks, I've really struggled to keep myself focused and motivated, but we're humans at the end of the day. Nobody is constantly on a buzz all the time. And if you were, you'd eventually drop. You've got to go up and yeah. down and know what, what works and what doesn't. But it's like you said it's recognizing yourself and maybe like I haven't like for me for example I haven't worked as much this last few weeks because I know I need to spend more time doing the nice things to like remind yeah. myself why I'm doing it do you know like it's like having yeah. that balance yeah yeah and what what yeah. for you has been in terms of like being the the most difficult darkest time what what has that been in your career um Well, I guess right at the beginning, I mean, not working has always been hard. Like it's uh, uh, certainly until these last few years where I've had a bit more of a reliable thing with the touring car. Before that, the, the dubious nature of the industry, uh, you know, not really ever knowing and losing jobs out of the blue for no, and not knowing why you've lost it or 
that can really hit your confidence. Um, and I've had some really skint moments, yeah, um, which have been relentless, you know, and sort of after six months of not working or not getting this, that and the other and being and being in terrible dire straits in the bank and stuff like I know money doesn't make you happy, but it sure helps to at least keep you moderately happy you know yeah, if you it helps, it's, it's one of your basic yeah. needs isn't it no matter what anyone says you need money <laughs> yeah and so I have had some really tough times with that um and then I've had like I had a big accident um in 2018 where I was randomly hit by a parasol and that um that knocked me unconscious and you can't see but I have actually quite a big scar across my head um and so I had a few months of concussion after that. And that was pretty dark for me. That felt, that felt hard. Um, and trying to pretend that everything was fine. I think that all took its toll on me a little bit and took a long time for me to recover from. Whereabouts um, was that in your career? Like when, when did that occur? I was smack bang in the season of touring car. Um, and actually... That year was, yeah, it was going pretty well as well. And things really had to get put on hold for a few months. And I did lose a job as a result of it. I was presenting the World Rally Championship at the time as well. And I lost that and I had to drop quite a few races. And 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 I, yeah, actually I did lose quite a lot of things as a result of that. And, be, and being a freelance, I wasn't, paid for any sick yeah. leave or anything like that and uh we ended up suing the hotel which is actually only just now like a month ago sort of gone through and and they've sort of you know we won um but I mean it was yeah it was a big old ordeal and they were really crappy in return you know they just didn't take any responsibility for it or anything like that um and is there anything that you can say that I know it's hard sometimes but did anything positive come from it like when you look back now was can you see any reason or any growth that come from it or was it just literally just shit you know what I've always been you know I I I learned those lessons really young like I I had a lot of a lot of deaths you know my closest friend one of my closest friends was killed when um when I was about 10 11 I thought um and that really hit me then I had another another friend of mine died when I was 16 you know like I had a series of really horrible events and lost a lot of people so I learned from a really young age the importance of living life to the max I really did get that lesson and I kept that lesson going and so when this parasol incident happened, I had exactly that. So I was like, okay, I, there must be something that I needed to learn from this. And the irony was that I was living life to the max. I was already doing that. And I, until that year, I would do something off my bucket list every year. Um, and I, and that, that knocked my confidence hugely. So I didn't do, I haven't really done anything since then actually to, to what I would call extreme sports if you like yeah uh, I'm probably starting to regain my confidence now but you know it really did take that out of me and so for yeah for a long time I was like what why am I 
like, what am I supposed to learn from this? You know, I, I wasn't even, you know, aesthetically, it didn't massively affect me. Although, you know, I was losing jobs because I had a massive scar on my face and it did feel a bit shit when people were looking at me at the time. I had a, you know, when I certainly, when I had the stitches in, I looked like something from Hellraiser, you know, I really didn't look good. But I didn't actually look in the mirror and go, oh my God, you're awful, you're the worst, you look disgusting. I never had that because I didn't care that much aesthetically, you know, I was all right with it. I mean, I'm not um, sorry to put you in, but I cannot imagine you ever looking in the mirror and thinking that you look disgusting. You're absolutely stunning. <laughs> like I'll have to show you some pictures post accidents. Wow, it was like you, you really you really are stunning. So yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine you ever being able to look in the mirror and being like, you look like shit. Like <laughs> I really did <laughs> I really did but I didn't yeah I didn't care I didn't care um so I don't yeah I still don't know what I learned all I all I can think is that it was just another it was another part of the story you know and and probably getting through I went and spent some time at the brain injury hub with the children's trust as a result of that, because I did need some help with concussion. And, and I, so I got to spend some time with children who had had almost identical injuries, but were severely brain damaged as a result. And that obviously made me realize how lucky I was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't have this epiphany because I've, I'd already had it. So it was a really bizarre lesson to learn, but maybe it's just part of the, maybe it's just part of the story, you know, maybe yeah. I need to learn anything like that has everything yeah. gone back to like in terms of work though since like the last is everything gone back to normal now in terms of yeah. being able to get jobs and things yeah thankfully and actually you cannot tell um i can't tell know. at all even when you like no. point it out there where it where it was i still can't no say. <laughs> no i mean for a while i had people people would like look at my forehead and they wouldn't have the balls to say so you've done what's happened there you know and so i would be like just just ask me yeah <laughs> just it's a good story so let me just tell you um and now i don't think yeah i don't think people would really be able to tell massively so no, yeah, well, it's, it's, like, it's a good job everything's gone back to normal because like you were saying before when you do the work that you do you don't get paid if you're not at work so it's like with maternity like Halo's only young but when did you go back to work like after having her well I didn't <laughs> I didn't stop my counts I think I've taken one weekend off one week off counseling course my studies because I actually gave birth on the Tuesday I think and I had her on the no so I gave birth on the Tuesday and, and I had uni on the Wednesday so I, I messaged just to say probably sorry, in. <laughs> sorry about that I go in the next week. Uh, or actually, at that point, it was on Zoom, so that helped a lot. Um, it wasn't until Easter that we were in person, so that has kept going. And I tell you what, that's been the best thing for you know for keeping me sane through all this journey as well. Is is having something that I had to keep going. I was determined yeah. that I wasn't going to give up. And even the course leader was like, "You're going to really struggle. You know, this is a hard course. You've got." shitloads of coursework I'm so bored of writing essays um but you know it's a really tough gig and it has been but that has been what has kept me sane because I've had to keep my shit together yeah but um, like you said there earlier about when you're at school and it's like 
that that pushed you even more sometimes people are just made up that way and they're like you are obviously someone who you need that you need that I have to do this and this is going to be hard but I need the challenge to to probably keep you sane if you didn't have that you it'd be the opposite it's so strange yeah. how everyone has different like requirements to keep yeah. them being themselves yeah yeah and I definitely have a big thing about wanting to be seen to be strong which you know I, I probably wouldn't say that out loud had I not learned all this stuff through my counseling course you know but there's something in me that uh won't admit defeat and there's a there's positives in that and there's also negatives in that you know because I put a lot of pressure on my shoulders um yeah, I need a family but... counseling with you after this finish then because I'm exactly <laughs> like that it's exactly the same it's like just a fear of not a fear of failure and a fear of not being like weak, looking weak and that you can't do yeah. it like you know there's there's no reason why I can't I've got to keep going yeah yeah I can't I can't bear it and I think um you know when I have uh you know in my life if I have started getting low um I'm generally all right if I've got something I'm working towards I'm all right if I've got a goal, something that's gonna something that keeps me striving. But the minute life becomes like sedentary for me, that's a really dangerous place for me to be in. <laughs> and so doing nothing, and you know, when people say, Oh, you know, you need to take a few weeks off, I'm like, that is probably the worst thing I need. Yeah. What I need to fill my days with a uh, a ton of stuff yeah. that's going to keep me really entertained, really occupied, and then I'll be then I'll be firing on all cylinders. It's crazy, isn't it? Though how like how different how different, and there's nothing wrong. Like everyone is different, and I say it all the time, people there'll be people who will be able to relate to that, and the people that won't, I can really relate to it. I know lots of people who'd say you're absolutely off your head. What is wrong with going to work, sitting home, and watching Netflix? Like, and that's yeah. fine, but it's yeah. like. I can't, I totally get that. It's like when things start to be, right, okay, I know how to do this. Everything's all right. I'm dealing with it fine. Throw me something else. What else can I, what else yeah. can I try and do now? Yeah, yeah. So I can only be in my comfort zone for a few days. And then I'm like, okay, I need to do something. Something needs to shift here because I can feel it affecting me. And I and I start going, oh, I'm not doing anything. Oh, I'm I'm just a nothing now. <laughs> you know, I'm, oh, I used to be. I used to do so much stuff, and now I'm doing nothing. And I can see my partner being like, you are fucking mental. Yeah, You've something had three wrong. Days with off. My husband says to me, he's like, have you got something? Like, if I say I don't have a productive day, he'll be like, Carla your productive day and every other normal human being's productive day are two very different things. Like your version of a shit productive day is my version of a week of a productive yeah. week. And I'm like, yeah. why is this not being done? Why is the 17 yeah. things I'd allocated for the day not being complete? And he's like, because I'm not a robot. <laughs> like, yeah, that's so true. It's so really true. Bad. It is. Do you find that you're really impatient as well? Oh my because god! I can, I, horrible. Yeah, I have to again. It, that's like in my counselling, you have to do a load of self development, and that's been the thing that I've been working on for the whole entire course. Is because, you know, obviously as a counsellor, I have to have, I have to be really patient with people because not everyone works at the same pace, and not everyone, you know, 
and, and nor should they, you know, but what I'm, I'm have a tendency to be a bit like, come on, come on, come on, let's do it. Let's do it today. Let's do it now. Why hasn't it been done? Uh, why aren't you doing it? You know, and people are like, well, it doesn't need to be done. I don't care. You know, you're literally um, describing me. Hence why I'm really scared <laughs> of taking on any staff because I'm petrified. <laughs> like I'm actually a really nice person, but I'm petrified. I'll be, it'll bring out the worst in me because I'll be like, what do you mean you haven't completed that? What has stopped yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. And I end up just yeah. doing it. I end up taking yeah. over because I just like, I can't bear it not being done at the pace I'm used to. It's yeah. really bad, but yeah, I need to learn how to do that. So you'd have to give me some tips, but how has it been <laughs> since like becoming a mum? then? Like how has that, was that like a big shift in terms of like your normal routine? Yeah, massively. And, um, sleep deprivation holy shit that's the killer that and that I find one of the most frustrating things is that then on those days where I do want to be really productive I have to give myself a massive dose of chill the hell out and if you don't do anything today other than mother that's okay because she's keeping you really occupied and I have had a few days where I've gone, okay, that I really need to just do that today because I'm so worn out. Yeah. And she's getting easier, but you know, and she's actually, you know, I think I know that some mothers have it much worse because she has been really chilled. She's good as um, gold. I can't believe how long she's just yeah. been sat happily looking about on your knee. Oh, this, you know, she'll do this most of the day. So I am really lucky. Um and but we you know for the first few weeks we had the colic malarkey you know the witching hours and stuff like that and that was really tough especially as really for a lot of it my man has been away because he works with formula one so he's out of the country 80 percent of the time oh my god do you do um, that all the time it, it, it's getting easier but shit yeah for a while i was you know i was googling post natal depression you know at times because I was like is this what I've got is this why I'm struggling with it so much like this is really hard and I don't want to stop stuff and I want to keep doing my course and I want to be able to keep juggling and, and I want just to her to be another plate that I spin you know yeah um but some really I did this like when you said you know when's been the darkest like this has been the darkest period for sure um, I think I've been really lucky that I haven't slipped into anything too serious, but I've had some days where I'm like, oh, I don't know how to do all this. Yeah. And, and actually, I went a couple of weeks ago, I did my first week of proper, what I would call proper presenting stuff, where I had two jobs that were both really demanding in terms of script. They were corporate jobs and required me to really get the words right you know like learn the script and and don't get even a single word wrong off the script you know some some jobs are looser than others but that was really serious and normally in the past because of so much how much acting I've done I was really good with with line learning and so you know presenting a corporate job with a script I was I was like a bit of a one-take wonder sometimes you know um, and in fact, when I was booked for this job, the guy who booked me was like, right, so the company have gone for you because you, because you're X, Y, and Z, you know, because you're so yeah. quick, because you're blah, blah, blah. So the pressure was on, you know, even before I got to the job. 
And then in the day, God, I had to do so many retakes because I just could not remember it. The brain fog was just yeah. awful. And I got to the end of the first day and got in my car and just was like, I don't know if I can do this. You know, I feel like I've done this too early because I, and I lost, had such, it was a real kick in my confidence. Yeah. I've never sort of, never really doubted that side of me before. And that really was like, God. Yeah, you know, but it's because really, at the end of the day, yeah. you're caring and keeping alive another human now, not just yourself. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I don't think like, it's it's you don't know what's coming do you and it hits you like a truck when it's there like you don't realize how much it's going to actually affect you even if physically everything's okay and even just the sleep deprivation of course it's going to have an effect you're not a robot no no and like you know at lunch I had to go and sit in the car and pump my boobs because they were sore and sort of so the hour before that feel them you know I could feel them getting swelling and fizzing and, and so that was a distraction so then I'm thinking oh I wonder if mum's fed her yet you know there's a lot else going on isn't there yeah um, yeah and that constant yeah no matter what no matter what where she's at you know if she's at my mum's or if my partner's looking after her or whatever I am constantly thinking about what she needs what she needs next what I need to make up for her, you know, what's, you know, her sleep, blah, 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 blah. Is she okay? And yeah, that is definitely, that means the other stuff is so much harder. It's so second now. <coughs> yeah, completely. Yeah, that's exactly right. She is first and the rest is, is second. And that's fine until other people are expecting it to be first yeah until they're like right this needs to be 100% right and you're like that's fine however my tits yeah. are rock hard I haven't had much sleep yeah. and I have just yeah. had a baby so you're gonna have to bear with me a bit <laughs> exactly right and you know what I think it's it's not so bad like the counselling is all women and that makes a difference because the jobs that I did two weeks ago while people were supportive they were all men yeah. and this no disrespect to men at all but I don't think there is any way they can actually properly understand what it's like to have physically been through birth and the, the demands on your body and your brain in those weeks after birth like there's yeah. just my poor man has dealt with me at my you know I've been all over the place you know emotionally over the last few weeks and he's really got the wrath of it <laughs> poor guy um it's, it's so hard to be able to explain what's going on and how it feels and how hard it is. Yeah, but obviously women can relate, can Yeah. So working with all men and just, and I mean, like, <laughs> I, my filter as well is like, I, I just have none. So I'm at this really important job last weekend and, uh, and I was like, God, I'm going to have to go out to the car and pump my boobs. And he looked at me like, I, and I thought, I really shouldn't have said that loud, should I? <laughs> you actually I mean, need to know that, Trevor, do you? Well, anyway. Too much information. And even when I walked off, I thought I should then have explained what I meant and why I need to pump my boobs and what the hell that means, because he's probably like, what, what? the fuck? <laughs> yeah, but you'd have already dug yourself a hole and you'd have been like, oh, sorry, Alex, it's fine. I don't need to know that. It's all right. <laughs> 
I'm just going to put my boobs in, just my baby, my baby needs feeding, my boobs are really hard and starting to leak, so I'm going to go and pump in the car. You've been like, okay. <laughs> I'm going to put a cabbage leaf in there after as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Grab me some cabbage from the salad bar, love. I won't be too long. <laughs> like, no, he would have got it, so just keep it to yourself. <laughs> Honestly, like I'm, de- I'm literally. I've just looked at the clock and I've been talking. We've been talking forty minutes, and I'm devastated because I genuinely feel like I could ask you so many more things. I think I might have to get you back on for the rest of the other side. But I, one yeah. thing I do want to ask you before we wrap it up is, if in obviously everything you've spoke about in terms of like the way your man was with you and how you like to just be able to do what makes you happy. With them being said, what would you like Harlow to be able to take? from you and learn from you I I want her to know that I don't want her to feel any pressure um, of having to achieve or any of those things but I am definitely of the sort of the mindset of you know that that well, I guess a bit like like my mum said you know this that no matter what she wants to go for then I, I support that in every shape and form, you know, and, and I and I probably will encourage that, you know, she pushes, you know, shoot for the stars and or shoot for the moon and you'll end up in the stars. My favourite and have that. that have that approach, you know, because if you don't try, then you stay where you are in, in life. You know, I think to really push and push. And I think that she probably will get that spirit and energy and I want to know that she is supported in whatever she chooses in every step of the way rather than there ever being a chance of her not having my utmost you know support in that um I'm sure she's going to do amazing things Jesus with you as a role model (laughs) I feel very motivated this Thursday afternoon (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so where can people obviously amazon for dvds I've yeah heard. um the dvds are called yoga made simple um that's the series name there's a few different styles on there they're all for beginners or beginners and improvers um and actually probably for more advanced if you just you know because people can develop them um and then my podcasts are Mindset Unfiltered and Girl on Girl, the podcast. Um, they're obviously slightly different nature to each other. <laughs> and then, yeah, that's it. Where's you watch your Insta? How can people find you on Instagram and uh, like see and follow what you're doing? Oh, yeah. Alki, A-L-K-I. This is what happens when you make your Insta years ago, isn't it? Alki Legui, A-L-K-I Legui. L-E-G-O-U-I-X. Brilliant. Well, honestly, thank you so, so much for taking the time and bless bless her. She's been so good, honestly. Can't believe how happy and pleasant she is. So, yeah, thank you so much for your time, both of you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You too. Take care.